Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. Hey, guys, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Very happy to have you here. If you're a repeat listener, you guys are the shit. As always, you know what the deal is. I'm sitting down with interesting humans from all walks of life and just trying to gain some perspective, guys. And you guys are here along for the ride. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate it. We have a pretty kick-ass guest today, but before I get to the guest, I want to say thank you to Jumbo Superfoods. They have been riding with us since damn near day one of the podcasts, uh, and they make the best CBD out there. Everything is sent to a third-party laboratory to be tested so you know you're not getting any of the junk. If you're in the market for some CBD, cannabidiol, go to jombocbd.com. They have topicals. I love their muscle balm. It's amazing. They have sprays. They have drops. You can save 20% when you use the code outside at checkout. It's just a win-win for everybody. You get an amazing product. You're going to feel great when you use it. I get a little kickback from using my code. It's a win for everybody. So go over to jombocbd.com. Also, head over to imposedwill.com. That's my company. Go to imposedwill.com. We have a full line of apparel over there. You can save 10% just by using the code outside when you go there as well. My guest today is... Steve Elgin, Sir Steve Elgin. I don't know why I always want to call him Sir Steve Elgin. Like he's a motherfucking knight. Is that what we call knights, the sir? I don't know. But Steve is fresh off of a recent trip with his co-host Craig Kohler. Is it Craig Kohler? It is Craig Kohler. (laughs) Why do I second guess myself when I do these things? I know these motherfuckers' names. But then I say it, and I'm just like, you just said it wrong, you retard. Um, but they just got back off a recent road trip to Ann Arbor, Michigan, where they went to the Psychedelic Symposium, where Rick Doblin was speaking and several other prominent members of the psychedelic community. And Steve and I connected afterwards, and we had a good old time. He is a co-host of the Hoosier Sophisticate show. They release it in the podcast format, but I think they primarily air on AM radio every Monday for two hours. We had a good fucking time, man. I, I, I had both of these guys on the podcast prior. This time, we brought just Steve back. We're going to end up bringing Craig back another time and do a solo cast with him or just do a... Yeah, solo in the sense of they're not paired up. Uh, But, man, we had a good time. Steve is a funny-ass dude, man. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. So, with uh, without any further waiting, ladies and gents, welcome to the show, Steve Elgin. As you were, sir. 
<laughs> Sir Stephen Elgin. Yes. The third. We. Oui. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really the third, though. Let me ask you, bro. How was uh, how was Ann Arbor? Oh man, A A two is what they call it up there. A two. Yep, yeah. Ann Arbor. I have a friend who lives in Ann Arbor, I believe. Yeah, they said that's a good story. Um, they said, yeah. You, were you confused by all the A two signs up there? I didn't. I didn't see any. So, uh, <laughs> what? someone asked me when I got home. They go, "Hey, all those A two signs confuse you out there?" And I'm like, "No, I, I didn't. I didn't see one." <laughs> Who is they? This question is more confusing. Uh, we have a unsophisticated Hoosiers. We had a fan who said, "Hey, I just moved here to St. Louis from Ann Arbor. We're huge fans of the show. We love everything you guys do." And it got a little embarrassing. But yeah, she she said A two, and I go. No. Oh, like A2 Brute? <laughs> no, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, Ann Arbor was awesome, man. Uh, going to a psychedelic symposium. Right. The first one, right? Ever? <clears throat> no. No. First one there. There. Yeah, there. At the yeah. held by the college. Yeah, they got a whole uh, center for uh, consciousness research or consciousness science, I believe. Yeah. If you want to be a researcher on psychedelics. Yeah. Now is your time. Dude, now's the motherfucking time. Now is the time because they're letting college students major and do experiments with DMT, with MDMA. Dude, that's what they always used to do. So back when like McKenna was teaching, you could just get MDMA and, sure. and acid and all that stuff on, on a regular. And they were just doing these experiments. It's, it's so weird what we call an experiment, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Everything's an experiment, isn't it? <laughs> Everything is a fucking experiment. But when you put it in like a, a fucking school setting, all of a sudden it's it's academic. Yeah. And we're just we're just experimenting like it's a double guys, blind study. <laughs> you guys are in a basement yeah. <laughs> taking drugs. Well that's the funny thing. Expanding it, consciousness. It was the next step from I used to get all my information in college from a guy named Mushroom Mark. He was about 35 when I was 21, 22. Yeah. And he was the guy you went to to get your drug information. <laughs> you know, he had all the drugs in this little thing. And he's like, "This, is, these are mushrooms. Yeah. You're going to laugh for a couple hours. It's going to take take an hour to kick in. Yeah. You're going to laugh for a little while. I might get a little crazy. Make sure you're in a safe space. And we're like, okay, Mushroom Mark, <laughs> whatever you say, buddy. And so that's where I was getting my information, word of mouth on the streets. I almost okay. hate even using the word drugs. Yeah, whatever. I'm not into labels. You know me. I know, but when we use the, like, we, we put words on these things, and then people are fucking yes. weird about it. And then they're like, say no to drugs. And it's like, don't say no to all of them, you know? The right kind of drugs. Exactly. But here's the thing. Everything's a drug, in sure. a sense. I mean, sugar is a fucking drug. You're damn right it is. Oh, my God. I, sugar's one of the banes of my existence. It is. Yeah. I will admit it here first. Sugar, I love it. <laughs> I love this stuff more you drink, than life. You're a soda drinker? Yeah, sodas and cigs are my deal. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. I'm just killing myself slowly. What am Ooh, I doing? Sodas and cigs? Come on. I love life too, man. I love life so much right now. Well, you're living it. <clears throat> okay, so we're in Ann Arbor. Yeah. A2. And, A2. Uh, A2, Britain. We did it again. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but so we... We wanted to meet Rick Doblin. That yeah, was, that was dude. kind of our main deal. That was the mission. Uh, if you don't know, he's the uh, the founder of Maps. 
the multi multidisciplinary association, association of psychedelic thank studies. You. Um, so he's a god to us. Okay, just he's been he, doing it since the fucking eighties. <clears throat> he talked about how he started maps. Yeah. About how he still he got hit a kilogram a kilogram of uh, MDMA made for him. Still has some left over. I bet. I mean, a kilo. He, he can't do anything with it because it's not the approved MDMA. He can't like use it in testing. And- yes. So he has to have somebody else get regulatory you know paperwork done to test this stuff mm-hmm. but he even said in his speech he's like hey if any researchers out there want to do some mdma studies we got a lot of it <laughs> we got a lot of it over here and i'm like where and all of a sudden i'm where a researcher it, it, i was like you need guinea pigs bro <laughs> daddy wants to roll <laughs> um no it, it was uh, an eye-opening experience to see it change from mushroom mark to all these grad students telling their their stories about um, you know, their research where they were doing, you know, you get in the science world and they're like, did you double mind study it? Did you check this? Did you do this? Here's this question. Did you think about this when you went into it? And that's the great thing about the psychedelic revolution, this new one. There are so many questions to be answered. Uh, there are so many questions to be asked. Yeah. There, this is, the time is now to share that information. They almost had it in the 60s. Timothy Leary... They, he, he almost, you know, he was one of those guys who was bringing it out to the forefront. I think the, the, the anti-establishment aspect of it kind of uh, maybe hurt the movement at the time. Well, you know what? But there, now, it, the time is ripe. Dude, now's the fucking time. Have you heard that a lot of, so a lot of researchers, because he wasn't the only researcher, no. right, at the time. He was the most, like, well-known because he was yeah. the loudest. I was reading something, and a lot of researchers were like, they feel like he actually set things back. Because, I could see that. Because he was just so, like, flamboyant with the shit. Yeah. And, it, like, when they were doing research, it, like, it put them on blast, and then it just put a negative light on it. Oh, yeah. Have you heard that before? I mean, I don't know if I've heard that, but I can definitely see that being something that is said because it seems yeah. like it's probably true. Yeah, but they did almost extent. have it during that time. Oh, they, they like the free love and the idea that uh, maybe this is all connected before the internet even existed. And now we have the internet and we realize, <clears throat> oh, we've almost actually connected everything. And it kind of makes me think about humans turning on as the, the machines are turning on. We're slowly turning these, these machines on. And we're, we're slowly turning on at the same time. And I think it, it, it's a give and take relationship because if we don't turn on and realize that we're all one and that these world leaders maybe go down the, the K-hole and the, the DMT, uh, Alice in Wonderland trip, maybe if some of our world leaders have seen that, have been there, have, have been, uh, you know, given the information uh, that we all are one, then maybe we can start moving towards a, a whole new world, a spectrum of what we have to before the machines do get here because everyone talks about, I love AI. Everyone talks about AI like it's going to get rid of us. Oh, AI, man, it's going to kill us all. Boston Robotics, man, there's little dogs. Those little dogs are for sale now, Spot. Yeah. They're for see, sale. Dude, maybe. Who knows? <clears throat> no, they are. Just on ad. No, I'm saying maybe they'll kill us. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> not. I don't fucking know. They're not. I think that... If we still have a little hate in our heart, maybe, but I think the more psychedelic use and even it doesn't take psychedelic use. It takes, you know, uh, being taught love as a kid and being, I think, being held as a baby 
is one of the most important things that can happen to a human. That's certainly true. Because there are some studies that have been done that said their, their, your brain grows differently whenever you're not held as a child and just made to feel love. Yeah. You know? And yeah. What were you going to say? Because psychedelics have a lot of... They, they they take care of a lot of the symptoms <laughs> of uh, trauma. Trauma and love. You know? They really do. There's Let's get rid of, of the trauma. There's a lot of good research going on. But you know what, dude? <clears throat> it's, so you're talking about like everything being connected and whatnot. You know where my mind went was, I mean, the mycelia. Like, we're all, like everything's already connected, right? Like on from plants with the mycelia. Mycelia fucking what, – what's, what's your – mycelia media, yep. right? So you're already – like there's this whole – Highway system of fucking mushrooms, essentially. Yeah. Connecting fucking everything. And they have their own intelligence. Sure. It's amazing. It's this crazy cycle. It's an amazing thing. And everything dies and comes back. The whole everything circle of life. It's the fucking it's circle, circle, bro. Yeah. So you're talking about how we become more and more connected. I'm thinking, well, everything's already fucking connected. Yeah. And <clears throat> when you think about it on a molecular level... Uh, you know, these are all just atoms bumping into each other. Just because we can't see the atoms in between us right now doesn't yeah. mean that we aren't actually connected by proxy through all these things that are vibrating in between us. We're all vibrations, bro. And I mean, I, I'm inspired by you and what you talk about, how to optimize the, the human experience, I guess. Is yeah. That, is that safe to say? That's, that's a good kinda, way to put it. Yeah. I, I love that. I think to get the best out of myself, that's why I do... You know, I, I, I'm already so awesome. That's why I smoke cigs and drink soda. Cause you know, I just want to like come down to earth a little bit. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We all got to have a thing. All right. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it, it is, it, it's really about finding out the, uh, the best experience, how to live in this meat suit. And that's what, I mean, going to yeah, we're Michigan. All, yeah. So we're all on our own journey. No so what doubt. did, what did Rick talk about exactly while he was up there? Rick talked about uh, how he started MAPS, uh-huh. uh, talked about how you can get involved, how they've, uh, you know, the, the fight has always been there, but it's different than the cannabis fight. And you know we're all involved in the, in the whole cannabis game. Yeah. Cannabis got demonized a lot more, and you could tell that Rick Doblin's baby is MDMA. Mm-hmm. Um, it's already further along on human trials than cannabis. Which is fucking insane. It's insane. Well, here's the thing: we don't need why do we don't need trials. There, there's been so many studies and reports already put together on cannabis from all over the world for like the past like 150 years. Like we have oh, the inf- yeah. we have the information already. It just has to be acknowledged. We're we were almost on tipping point there. Oh so yeah, we're well, over like the it, tipping point really. But like we were talking about earlier, the scientific community now getting it through the the tests of the scientist. It's why I always wonder why do we have to fucking why does why does it have to stand up to the test of science always? You know what I'm we, saying? It doesn't. You know what I mean? It's so weird. It's kind of cool getting an explanation for 100. why an apple f- comes down or or when I throw something the arc of it coming down. I love all that stuff. That stuff's oh, yeah. amazing to me like physics and Oh, how all of that works, and the further away from our planet you get, the further, like, you're, oh, I'm lighter. I'm lighter yeah. on the moon. We didn't go to the moon. Okay, I want to get that out right now. But what I'm John saying. John Glenn. Why, do, why do we dick. ignore what we already know innately sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Just to seek this certain validation through science. God 
damn it, I'm getting a phone call. I'm getting a phone That's call. That's unprofessional. He forgot his camera, and he's getting a phone call. I'm sorry. I know. I'm just so unprofessional today. You never get this. With it's probably my buddy because I sent this other guy a really nasty text. Earlier. Who, Craig? Because he's the worst. And we finally no. got rid of him. <laughs> sent this other. So I'm remodeling a house right now. My house right now. I'm remodeling yeah. that shit. We had this guy, man. And I'm not going to say who he is, but... He fucking, he's supposed to come and, like, do the tape and the finish and the mud work and whatnot. What's, what's his name rhyme with? Douchebag Pussy. <laughs> okay. Oh, Hooshbag Dussy? Yeah. yeah, he's cool. I like that guy. Yeah, he's cool. super he, cool he guy. But, dude, like, he fucking didn't finish the job, hasn't fucking returned texts, hasn't returned calls. And I'm just like, I, you can, I, I can only be nice for so long. He's ghosting And, and I was just like, dude, you're a fucking bitch-ass pussy, dude. Like, I, I do all that stuff, you know, all that. Drywall and mud and Yeah, but well, I will never do it again. Oh, well. I, just, I know how to do it, though. I just like to say that I know it, how to do it. That's pretty cool. It's, it's not hard to do, but it's, it's it's hard to be good at it. It's just like another alpha male thing, just two alphas just kind of breaking it down. Just, yeah. yeah. We'll go lift weights later. That's <laughs> what we do. I, do. I don't work out. I just lift heavy barrels of drywall <laughs> mud up like this. It's great. Oh, I feel like, you okay. know what? I feel bad. I probably shouldn't have sent that guy because, like, I don't want to put negativity and bad energy into the universe. So I feel bad. Like, I probably shouldn't have sent this guy this text telling him how I feel. But sometimes you just got to be fucking savage and be like, fuck you. Like, I I agree with you. How I feel. What do you feel? What do you think, Rick? (laughs) He's got to be a fucking, you know, if you're going to be disrespectful, maybe this is just the energy that he's accumulated and now I'm returning it to him because he's being a piece of shit. It makes me think of coaches. You know, some coaches are like, hey, buddy, try to do better. And some kids are like, all right, I'll try to do better. And some coaches are up in your face like, you're the biggest piece of garbage shit that has ever walked the planet. If you don't get your ass in gear, you'll be riding the pine till October or whatever. And you're like, okay. You know, and that gets the best out of somebody. <laughs> so you can't be worried about putting that negativity out there. Uh, that negativity. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it because you just made him a better person. Maybe. Or, you know, he'll fucking kill himself, whatever. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other is going to happen. Uh, We're all going to die. We are all going <clears> to <throat> die. Okay, uh, Michigan. Michigan. Rick Doblin's talking about the MDMA. He's like, oh, it's awesome and stuff. And then they had a bunch of other speakers who were phenomenal. Yeah, They're all doing What did research. you get out of it? Uh, I, I wanted to know more. It made – I was big into cannabis. Then I researched more about plant medicines all kind of happening at the same time. Now I realize that uh, psychedelics, I wonder if there's some sort of um, system we can do that, you know, maybe you use a little MDMA, maybe you use a little bit of psilocybin, maybe you use a little bit of ayahuasca, and they figure out a nice little uh, a trauma kit to get these people with trauma. But really the most important thing I've taken from it is that we got to s- try to s- knock all the trauma off before it begins. You know, like I know I'm naive and shit, but I really think we can get to a point where we're not fucking at war with everybody all the time. You think? All the, I do. I really do. I think the major cause of all that bullshit uh, before the new generations come was the lack of fucking communication. I could always go tell my people that your people were the cause of all my fucking people's problems. And my people will eat it up because I made their problems. They're just looking for somebody to blame. Now that my people can talk directly to your people and they go... Hey, man, it, it's not exactly like that, you know? Like, Rick Doblin is doing studies on people from the Gaza Strip on trying to get, like, 
the whole Palestinian thing all worked out with MDMA, just trying to get them to the table to talk when it comes to that. And I think when you go with the new generation, if you start teaching kids that, hey, you got a pen pal from Iraq or Syria or so- somewhere where you're getting a little frame of reference, oh, man, I can get on cam with this kid every day, kind of see what he's going through. I can play video games with him. I can see that, oh, this dude, he's not so much different than me. So I think we can eventually get to a point where we are not – constantly feeding the war machine i don't think i think <clears throat> i don't think humans were meant to war i think we do have like a caveman beast mode mentality that kicks in survival but i think it comes with uh you know how many uh, goods and material things that you have to live you know your food your your resources if you take care of that too resources energy and i think we can get to a point where we can get our resources and energy taken care of like that's not crazy to think right and once you start getting people a little bit comfortable that's why we're not rioting in the streets in america because we are comfortably disgruntled we are i i'm pissed off at the news and i'm pissed off at the president and i'm pissed off at the guy down the street and the guy who cut me off but Man, this fucking chair is pretty comfortable, and Netflix is pretty tight, and I got a full belly of food. All right, shit sucks, but this ain't too bad. Let me go to my shitty job tomorrow and start the whole fucking process over. Yeah, man, it's a life of average. It'd be nice to get to a place to where, uh, you know, there's no war and all that shit. It'd be, it'd be nice. I, I don't know if we'll ever get there. We will. I, well, if you look at the energy balance, right, there's, there's – positive and negative right and it'd be nice if we were all just fucking singing kumbaya i don't know if we'll ever we're such tribal creatures we like to be in tribes and once we get it gets too big then it almost gets isolated and then you're alone right so we need to be like in tribes it'd be nice if everybody wasn't fighting i would like to think we could get there i mean were there some tribes that don't war within the tribe very few man but if you look at it like over the course of history i mean somebody's always trying to take someone else's shit yeah, Always. I mean, I agree. Always. If it wasn't us right now, I mean, it was Napoleon, it was Alexander the Great, it was Genghis Khan. Oh, I like, mean, you know, that's I mean, what history has it taught was, us. It was the Persians. Like, you pick your fucking, you know, your time. People are always fucking shit up, man. I know, but <laughs> the, the, we can focus on those events, too. And, you know, there were times of prosperity yeah. as well, you know. But that's what I'm saying. I think they, I think they coexist. They balance. I think I they coexist. We definitely want more of the other, though. I 100% agree. It would be nice if we had a place of where it's like everybody's just fucking cool and just showing yeah. love because love is is truly the like that's the most powerful yeah. emotion right that's the that's where you really want to be operating from but will we ever get there where everybody's doing it yeah balance balance is always a big it comes up all the time whenever you talk about a lot of different things you can almost break it down to you need a balance you yeah. got to balance those things out and to talk about humanity's balance with the the kind of the good uh, and bad or the evil and good, you know whatever you want to label it <clears throat> yeah i think if we could sway the the balance to we're all on a, a wavelength of we're all positivity we may fight and war a little bit but maybe our wars aren't killing maybe it's a soccer game or something ridiculous like that but we we treat it like it's a war like you get our resources if we do this, we just promise not to end each other's entity. You know, like if we get to a point like that, um, I, I don't know. It's just a, it's a nice thought experiment because with, with the balance of humans, 
then you think about nature. I always think nature gives zero fucks about us. Zero. So nature could be the balancing force of humanity. <laughs> nature can is. give us things, but nature is its own balance. It's good and bad. But nature will kill you in an instant and not Dude. even think about it twice. I yeah. Mean, and we want to be like, sunsets are great. And yeah, it's like, well, don't forget. You could be nothing in the middle of the ocean and gone forever. And Dude, nothing. the world. So we're fucking up a lot of, of shit in like the world. And like we're as, as, as like as a human species, we're, we're, we're kind of making certain things uh, pretty unlivable in a way. Right. All that's going to do is kill us like this human species, right? We're fucking shit up for yeah. us. The world itself will probably be fine. It'll like figure it out. It'll, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll just be uninhabitable for a really long time, but the planet itself will probably be good unless you just like smashed by something, right? But as a species, it got so weird to the point where we started polluting. I live by River to Pear and I see when it flooded, it was so polluted and people were posting on Facebook. Isn't this ridiculous? Yeah. And, you know, I think about when a river would have flooded, uh, say, when the Native Americans were around. The water rises, it goes back down, and maybe there's some trees and some sediment and mud, but there were no paper cups. And when did we get to a point where we switched to say, yeah, it's okay to make this waste and throw it wherever? Because as a species, we should be so against that. Yeah, convenience. I think I, I feel... I don't know which generation they would label it as, but the earlier generation, I think they're just super short-sighted. Super, super short-sighted, right? All this shit made of plastic. Plastic's the greatest fucking thing ever. It doesn't break. It's not glass, and it's super cheap to make, and you can make it in any fucking shape. And Well, I'm sure a lot of the marketing campaigns, too, are yeah. safe. And then, and then you It'll start factoring away. in greed, right? Because you start making all this goddamn money. Greed. There's nothing wrong with money. I fucking love money, and I like, I mean... I'm always kind of torn between, like, this capitalist side of me where, like, you know, fucking greed is good, but then it's like, at what cost sometimes? What fucking cost, bro? (laughs) Dude, that is so perfect because I struggle with very similar things when it comes to the greed is good because it can get – maybe it's the balance thing again. I want a whole bunch of money. You can do more good with money than you can being broke. I really believe that. And there are some – I was a big billionaires are bad, and I still think the – I still think the way our wealth is that there are people who are billionaires and you break it down to how much they make per minute. It's like, how can we kind of close the wealth gap a little bit? But I'll never be mad at somebody for hustling their ass off and making a product that sells and everyone makes everyone's lives better. It is weird how the market has uh, kind of anointed some people and I'm sure, you know, in a capitalist society, when you have more money, it's easier to make money. Yeah. So that's one of the downfalls of it, I think, because then you can kind of buy up all the guys around you yeah. and say whatever. But like you said, at. we're more connected, right? So it's you, you can't be a shitty business person really anymore. Not at all. Because everybody that's our fucking choice. knows. Exactly. So it's like the people who are making the money are fucking good people. Because yeah. if you're not, everybody will know. It's like the days of the, those shady assholes who are just making shitty products and just – I'll just flood the TV screen with all these advertisements, and it, by the time they break, it breaks, and nobody, who cares, whatever, you know what I mean? But now, instant feedback. Oh, yeah. And to talk about the environment, we're all so guilty of it in America. Everything, I'm like, oh, everything I wear is just a product of these third world countries where yeah. it's like smog city. 
And I'm like, oh, I really – I need to, like, go off-grid or do something drastic. It's illegal to go off-grid, though, bro. I can't collect your own rainwater, dude. Don't try to do it. Don't try to do <laughs> don't it. Don't try to do it. Don't, I was thinking of bathing it. Don't try to, like, set up where you have um, solar energy. You know, if you get solar panels installed and then for the, they have to be approved, right? So I don't know much about it. When you get solar panels, the energy company, whichever one's in your area, they have to come out, look at that shit – and approve it and then at that point now you can start using that energy and then you know because they're a monopoly the energy is a monopoly in every area so they had what are they going to do yeah you had so you had to have somebody come out and inspect this shit and of course they're going to take forever to do that dude that is such bullshit but i got shit to do tomorrow otherwise i'd fucking do something about it (laughs) 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 i fucking write a letter or something to somebody about some shit because you're right i think that energy is too many problems the energy too many, too many thing problems. is fucked, man. Because I'm a big Tesla guy. Oh, dude, I want a Tesla. Fucking, if we can just start pulling that fucking sweet, juicy, delicious energy from the air, baby. Oh. We can. There's a lot of options. Dude, did you see, speaking of Don't Tesla. Don't just say that and then move on like you got his notebook or something <laughs> and you know something I don't well, about dude. the Mordenclyffe Towers, baby. Well, dude, there's so many ways to collect energy, right? You got geothermal energy, which right. come from the bottom of the ocean. I'm you talking about that big ball energy. thing where you put your hand on it and your hair spikes oh, up. Oh, like the actual Tesla fucking coils? coils? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get the yeah. fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> come on, baby. No, but Believe. speaking of Tesla, dude, did you see this fucking, I think they have like a Hyperloop or some shit that they're, they, what was it? In, I think it was in Kansas City. They got like the bus thing or whatever the pods in. Like I'm going to be there. the first dude to just do it. Like in just like being a this tunnel, dude, just zipping. And like turn it on, like I'm at the bank, just going through the old zip tube, baby. <laughs> you lube up. Oh, yeah. I'm always lubed up, so that's a dumb question. I thought you were a professional. God, did you not I look sh- up my Wikipedia page? I should have done the research. <laughs> yeah, that's it's all right. We can cut all that. It's out. fucking amateur hour. Here. Oh, we can cut all that shit out. <laughs> we're starting now. Okay, so I met Rick Doblin. Um, I waited in line for him. Yeah. He talked. We wanted to meet Shane Moss too, okay. Um, but I, everybody's eating lunch. Did you know he was gonna be there? People. Yeah, they said he was gonna be there, but we didn't know what he was gonna do. Um, so we, uh, I'm in this offshoot room. I end up waiting for Rick Doblin like a stalker. That was uh, that was my kind of theme of the trip. Uh, I'm just gonna linger until someone talks to me. That's fine. I don't care. I'll just linger until someone talks to me. And that's what I did. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got hot mic. Not hot mic. These hot these takes were so hot. I blew out one of the mics. Okay, so uh So we're hanging out there. Did your headset take a poop? Maybe. Maybe. Oh poop. Alright, so uh well, I'll just talk. You can go. At, you can actually leave. Uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and take care of this baby. Um, that's all right, buddy. Do you want me to stop so we can pick up? Do you want me? I'll keep going. Um, so Rick, Ricky D, I see him waiting there for lunch, and uh, he's talking to everybody. The the one cool thing about Rick Doblin is he will talk to anybody. He's got five ten minutes for anybody. He'll talk to. Anybody. Talk to him for a minute. Oh, that's great. We, that was awesome. 
end up hanging out the rest of the day learning, uh, you know, just a copious amount of psychedelics, uh, psychedelic research that goes way over my head a lot of it, but you can kind of get the gist of it. And so many passionate young people in the business. It, it, it is truly awesome to see. Um, so No, we're back. There he is. Um, so uh, I missed your breathing into the microphone. I'm glad <sighs> there it is. Oh, so annoy so my erection's back. <sighs> Rick Doblin's the greatest. Uh, yeah, seems so like I, a super great guy. I thought I, I thought I peaked there. I said he could stay the night at my house at an Airbnb. I was like, hey, buddy, you can just sleep in my house. What do you say? He's like, ah, oh, oh, fucking weirdo. You probably would. You probably would. <laughs> you say That's how these people are. <laughs> That's how this community is. Okay, you'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, no, you had Shane Moss sleep on your couch. Yeah, I sleep. Oh, yeah, I died in the punchline. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. All right, it was a good interview, guys. It was fun. We um, just jumped the gun. So we... Uh, that, that, we thought that was our day. We go to a uh, – oh, I, I'm sitting in the offshoot room later, and Craig says, hey, Shane Moss is coming your way. This is at the end of the symposium. It was just one day. One day. Um, so Shane Moss is coming in hot my way. Flag him down and say, hey, buddy, uh, you've been on the radio show. Uh, yeah, you guys have already met Shane. Good to see you. Did you, think, you just think he didn't remember you? I don't think so at first. Okay. He saw the hat and said – and he's kind of socially awkward anyway, kind of talks about it in some of his, his comedy sketches. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, Steve, uh, Shane, uh, what's up? Can I get a picture with you? You know, I probably won't see you again. So he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Just shoot the shit with him for a minute about where he's staying and what he's up to and kind of like that awkward, all right, man, good good seeing you, you know, okay. Yeah. I saw Shane. I got to talk to Rick. My life is Going pretty well. It's good. Later that <laughs> night, there's a documentary, um, which I forget the name of it right now. But it's a documentary on, on uh, psychedelics. They did psilocybin research yeah. in the UK. Um, pretty good movie, Magic Medicine. Um, and it, It's like 2013, so it was cool to see that movie and then ask the people, oh, what's changed in the research since then? Yeah. Uh, because a lot of these people go into these psilocybin uh, ceremonies or, uh, you know, patient exercises. And their family members think that they're going to be changed. They're worried that the person's going to go through such a shift that they don't love them anymore. Or they, Even though they're struggling so much. Yeah. Because these people were, they had, uh, you know, uh, untreatable depression. They've, they've tried everything. And this was their last resort. So it worked. Uh, they showed three cases. It didn't work that well on the three cases. They wanted to show kind of what it does. It, it always works right off the bat. These people start feeling real connected to everything, but they go back to their old lives, and it's real easy to fall back into these old yeah, uh, that's environment. habits. Totally. But they come out like, oh, man, this, this could be it. This is, this is the start of a new life. I mean, you just got to keep it going. That's why I was so fascinated to see what kind of combination, you know, you could do like start MDMA and then you do a psilocybin retreat. And it's a year long thing of you having three ceremonies and therapy the whole time. And then maybe you can finally start figuring it out and we'll start figuring out some core issues. Yeah. You may only need one of those ceremonies. Totally. Totally. Some of the people did. Some person had one psilocybin experience and their their depression was gone. Right. And they still, to this day, since 2013, their depression is still Yeah. That's some fascinating shit. It was untreatable. Yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, no, I'm untreatable. I get it. Yeah, exactly. All the meds the doctors were giving them, 
weren't working. <laughs> so we, we watched the movie. Well, Shane comes in at the end, and we're like, oh, it came in like during the middle of the movie, and we're like, oh, that's a seven-foot dude walking down there and we look, dressed like he's a, from the grunge movement of you know, the <laughs> 90s. We're like, that's him. So we, we see him, and again, I just linger outside of the movie after it's done, uh, running to him. I'm like, hey, man, you know, it's funny seeing you here. I follow him into the bathroom. <laughs> Did you really? I was going to. <laughs> I didn't, okay, because he got stopped by somebody else, so I got to go in before him. Uh. So, so I go into the bathroom, and, of course, I'm like, hey, funny seeing you here. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? And he's like, yeah, man, cool. And he had this old <laughs> podcast called uh, Riffin'. The Riff Board. Okay. Riffing with the Squeege with Dave Waite. Mm. And it's 12 minutes of them going, hey, this is the morning radio show. And I'm <laughs> riffing with the Squeege. Hey, Squeege, you're out at Arby's. What's going on at Arby's right now? Uh, I'm just eating a sandwich out here. I don't. Just enjoying some Arby's. All right, Squeege. That's and what was, they did. It was this <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> and he had he had this whole bit about. Oh, okay. Ring, ring, ring. Hi, this is the concierge at uh, you know your hotel. Oh, hi. I'm in Indianapolis. Uh, I need some stuff to do. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you one thing you can do is uh, it's my dick. <laughs> and he had this whole bit <laughs> to where I just thought it was the stupidest, funniest thing ever. Yeah. I loved it. I told Craig, I was like, buddy, this is the greatest podcast of all time. <laughs> so I made a few references of that in the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> Which well, he, what did you say? Uh, I said, hey, pissing with the squeege. <laughs> Am I right? And he's like, okay. This guy kind of knows my stuff. It's my old jam. This guy, okay. He's this a guy, day one fan. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of cool. And again, I'm like, guys, I just did it. And I come out and Craig goes, you idiot. <laughs> you missed the joke. And I go, what? What did I do? I'm, I, what, I, I'm walking on sunshine. He goes, you should have went with the, uh, hey, man. What are you doing? Like, nothing. You know what I got? It's my dick. You know, I should have done the it's my dick joke in the bathroom, and I fucking missed out on that one. Ah, dude, that would have been good. I mean, so I fucked up. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Keep um, moving forward. I get on the phone with my wife outside uh, the bathroom. You know, we're hanging out. They go try to talk to some of the researchers. I brought, uh, actually, old boy Tony Elkin, that guy's dad, who's awesome. He was actually Zach for the weekend. He was supposed to go. What an idiot for missing out. This is the best I get to tell this story. (laughs) I forgot you were supposed to be there. This is awesome. Uh, So his dad was there, um, which makes it a even little better. Bit, yeah, it's even, even better. Of, awesome. Uh, Fucked up, bro. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> so we go. I love you, Zach. So we go. I'm outside talking to uh, my wife, and she says, uh, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "Yeah, just talking to Shane again. It's pretty awesome." He comes up to me, Shane, and he's doing one of those. Oh, I want to interrupt you, but you're on the phone. I don't want to interrupt you. So I'm like, Shane, I'm. On the fucking phone, what like what do you need from me? Because at this point, I'm like, I got to start nagging this Shut guy up. hard. I got to start <laughs> nagging him. What really happened? I swear to God, I was <laughs> nagging him hard. I was just trying to. I was giving, I was I was full of jokes. I was like, I got to fucking be. The, I got to make the jokey man laugh. I can make the joke man laugh. Well, you, uh, you're the guy for it. Oh, it runs thin. I'll be the first to admit it. After a while, I'm like, I'm sick of myself. Jesus Christ. I'm sure he was like, all right, cool. You, you got me a couple times. Can you knock it off, please? Um, no, we had a good vibe all night. Don't worry about it. Uh, so he says, hey, we're going to the tequila bar down the road. And we go, 
cool. That's what we're going to. Go to the tequila bar with you. I was like, we were going there anyway. If we see you guys there, whatever. You know, it's cool. <laughs> no, I was, I was no, going to be there. No big deal. So I tell my wife, I'm, hey, honey, I'm sorry. Shane just needed to tell me what bar him and all the scientists were going to go drink tequila at. I'll be home tomorrow. Kiss the kids for me. <laughs> you know? So we go to the tequila bar and Craig's in his element. He's drinking tequila, throwing out stories about, you know, curing his Bell's palsy and having this whole deal. And me and Tony are sitting on the outside just like, is this real? This is hilarious. So we start telling some trip stories and the night goes on and the scientists and the grad students are starting to leave. And then it just is Shane and us. And we're drinking some tequila, and he orders one more. So I'm like, "Where is this night going? You, know, like, you think it might be going? You might be going home, going to bed." And she orders one more, and you're like, "Well, I guess it's game time, bro. I wouldn't game know. On. I've been married for 45 years, so I have no idea." If that's you can imagine. Thing. You can imagine, though. It'd be nuts. <laughs> it's what I thought whenever I dreamed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nocturnal emissions. Guys, if I could talk to you about nocturnal emissions <laughs> and why they're okay for a minute. <laughs> There's your sound bite. So uh, we go, you know, Tequila Bar's great. He's like, where are you guys staying? Uh, Airbnb right down the road. Oh, yeah, mine's like 30 minutes away. You guys got a couch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shane Moss, we got a couch for you. So then I'm listening to Shane and Craig argue about who's going to get Craig's king bed and who's going to sleep on the couch. <laughs> and they're both going, no, 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 no. <laughs> you sleep. And Shane is just as weird as Craig. It's horrible. I was like, there's two of you freaks around here. <laughs> so we go back to the house and, uh, you know, we're hanging out, just having a good time. And Shane's like, you guys want to get a little weird or whatever? And we're like, Okay. So we put on, he's, he goes into this mode of setting up this space for us. So he sets up this whole space, turns off the lights, turns on these other ones, sets the mood, moves the furniture. So we're all kind of cuddled around the TV. Um, he sets up his laptop and puts on Spongle um, and then plays uh, Our Planet, uh, episode four of Our Planet. I don't know which one, but it's the under the water one. Okay. And we for the next two hours are just in a, in an entirely different world where I'm disassociated from my body. I mean, it was, uh, it was quite the journey for the night, man. It was so cool. And to be doing it with one of your, I don't want to say idol. It sounds crazy, but he is, he's one of to my a degree. Absolutely. Somebody look up you to look up to, right? No doubt. So it was so surreal to be in that moment. Yeah. We had an awesome time. I realized when he put on the Spongle, I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah. this guy likes Spongle too. All right, it's going to be a long night. Uh -huh. Buckle up. You know, I was like, can we listen to the Beatles maybe? Magical Mystery Tour or yeah. something? To he seems like such a cool dude. Man, I he's saw, the coolest. I saw him at the Helium by chance. They were giving out free tickets. He had already, It was like his second run through. He already did like Was it his, the science thing? No. Oh, he's got a science one that's awesome. You'd love it. I bet I would. It was when he was doing, like, the psychedelic tour or whatnot. Okay. So he did that. He came in. I think he came back through again. Yeah. And it, there was, like, ten of us in the audience. Oh, no way. Yeah. I, I think he was kind of like, oh, fuck, ten people. Yeah. Like, it probably sucked for him, but I was like, this is fucking great. And then Dude. I started listening to his podcast afterward. Here we are. Yeah. And I was like, man, I wish I would have listened to this before I saw him because then I could have, like, really appreciated this, like, super intimate fucking show with Shane Moss. Yeah, we went and saw him. He does a stand-up science now. Where he does a little bit of stand up, does science. a little bit of uh, stand up from another uh, comedian, and then there's three scientists who yeah. tell him 
it is so cool to wrap that is. package up into, you know, yeah. you're having a fun, you're drinking, you're also learning a little bit, and then they're coming out and making jokes, and then they all do a panel at the end. So you're getting real questions, but the, the comedians are saying this ridiculous shit. Right. It's so awesome. Yeah, dude, dude he's, he's real clever. He's, he's definitely found a good niche with what he's doing. But now well, you have this motherfucker on your couch. One of the best moments of my life, too, we're all sitting there just fucking, we're in the zone, and uh, I hear... And I look at the front door of the Airbnb, and it's not a sound you want to hear. It's know? like, oh, what time is it? I look at the door. This is 4, 3.30 in the morning <laughs> in Ann Arbor. In it's, A2. Ne- it's the next day. Place I've never been to. House I've never been into. A2? But, but hey, thank you. Another knock. Now I realize that it's Shane. So I kind of look around Craig because he was in between us the whole night just trying to hog him himself all the time. And so I look around, and me and Shane catch eyes, and I go, who is it? And he goes, it's my dick. <laughs> and I fell out on the floor oh. and died. I go, this night is real. <laughs> and he was so pleased with himself. He's like, I've been sitting on that one for a minute just to blow your mind, funny man. And I'm like, you're the king. You're the fucking king, man. I'm like, good night. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't get any better. Hey, so, I'm gonna go to bed for this thing. It's ruined. Exactly. I'll say something dumb. I don't want to do it. So in the morning, I wake up. It's a little three-bedroom Airbnb, just a little nice little chateau. And I creep open That's the cute. door because it's like 7:30. We just went to bed two hours ago. I creep open. I go out in the living room. I'm like, is he still here? Surely he hasn't driven. And he's sleeping on our couch. And I'm like. Oh, look at that sweet little princess. How many pictures did you take? One. (laughs) (laughs) Just to show my wife. Just the only one. I want. It's probably creepier that I only took one because I wanted to get some. Like right I felt like all of Julian Edelman's girlfriends who were like, "I just phoned one of the Patriots." Like, look at me. Yeah. I know, but it was super cool, and then in the morning it was super awkward because I was like, hey, man, give me a hug, bro, and he's like, okay, uh, sure, and I hug everybody, and I, he's six foot six, I'm five foot three, so. <laughs> All right, little dude. And he, <laughs> and he was on the porch step, and I was outside, so it was even more, I like got him around his waist. And I could see it was so awkward that Craig and Tony that went like handshake first from a mile away. They're like, that ain't happening to us. Like, here's the handshake. So, whatever. He was into it. It, it was super cool. Though. I mean, you guys have already, I mean, he's, he's, he's slept on your couch. Yeah, he should remember us unless he like does it all the time. He might. He's like, oh, yeah, another one, another. Two, just two random guys. Just add them to three, the list. Yep, three random dudes I spend the night with again. You think I can keep them all, uh, like, a track of all of them? How, no. do you, how do you keep them straight? <laughs> you can't. You can't. Life of a roadie, bro. Can't keep them so, straight. really, you're just a groupie that he just used you for, like, one night. You know, he just needed a place to sleep, lay his head down. If that's the way you want to look at it, Mr. Brightside. I mean, do you feel cheap? Do you feel cheap? No, it felt good. You are. It felt great. I don't Fuck care. It. I don't fucking care. Whatever, dude. I don't. Hey, use me and abuse me. I don't care if you got it. Flaunt it. Probably doesn't even never return a text from you. 
Uh, I didn't get his number. Because <laughs> <laughs> didn't even get a number? What? We're friends on Twitter. <laughs> and we said, hey, can I get one of your uh, phone numbers to get the address? And Craig's like, <laughs> like a fucking Billy the Kid with his fucking iPhone. I'm like, you cocksucker. Yeah. So I didn't want to be like, put your number in my phone, too. I'll get it from Craig and send him a funny text. So Okay. He hasn't uh, texted Craig back, which is good. <laughs> Not fishy. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Send him the picture I took of him. Uh, sounds like a pretty rad-ass time, though, dude. It was, uh, it was fucking phenomenal, man. Yeah. So, quick, cool. quick 24-hour trip? Uh, we stayed Tuesday to Thursday. Okay. it was on Wednesday. All right. So, we left Tuesday. Got there day before, yep. did the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we thought weed was recreationally legal there, but it is, but it's not. They don't have the shop set up. You're supposed to be outside with it. It's just a bunch of shit. You got to be careful, man. Catch a ticket. So stupid. Yeah, it's a fucking plant. Have you read this? There's a book. I shouldn't ask you, have you read? Do you read? (laughs) No, but there's this this great book called uh, Smoke Signals, and it's about the complete history of cannabis in, like, all different fashions. Okay. Solid fucking read, dude. Okay. Check it out. I could read about that. I don't know what brought... Oh, it was just talking about uh, a lot of the different social things and the changes and the p- the politics and all different areas, if you care. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's but, what's cool about all these studies done at that uh, conference is that they will shape policy. Uh, yeah. Somebody will write a book about this. They'll write a book about the psychedelic revolution. No doubt. They already are. One of the well, guys there are, is yeah. a historian. And he was kind of writing the new chapter. As it's right happening. Now. Yeah. It's fucking fascinating. Doesn't Rick Doblin have a couple books? Probably. That I'm fucking, sure oh, I feel like he had like some special like anniversary thing pretty recently. Yeah, and I feel like, like he it was did. A pretty expensive book. I was like, I should buy this book. Yeah. Because it's history. You should, no doubt. I'll get a signature for you too when he's crashing on my couch. <laughs> I'm going to come over. When's he coming to St. Louis? Well, the Drug Policy Alliance. Uh, is he going to be at that? Yeah, he is. The Reform yeah, Conference? N- yeah, November shit, 11th or something like something that. Something like that. It's, um, are we'll you guys going to be there? You guys oh, gonna, God, yeah. Yeah. Well, he goes, I'll come on the show. Oh, he's going to be on your show? Because we go, yeah, we do this on AM radio. That was the craziest I thing, I want to get him on the fucking show. Yeah. Just we'll line let's, it up. Let's make that happen. That's why they brought Shane there. They go, we just want you. They brought in a podcaster to talk to all the people after they talked. So that Michigan had all of these things on file how, over this podcast. Yeah, how can we make that happen? Because that's what we I want to do. Happen. Yeah, that would be great. We want to do a whole stand-up science deal, like an all-day yeah. thing. Get Shane out here, a couple comedians, uh, yeah. and then a bunch of psychedelic researchers. Well, the too. beauty is like your show format is different than my show format, right? Sure, it's better. So it's <laughs> no, it's not. We're, we're, we're tied down to the AM radio overlords. But are you tied down? No, not at all. Like, why don't you guys just do a podcast? We could at this point. Like, why not? When we went to the conference, though, everyone uh, was very surprised that people on AM radio were talking. They're like, you guys are on AM radio talking about that's psychedelics? Still, that's still a thing? Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we, we are. You're like, I thought those cool. all burned down. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like satellite, but better. <laughs> what a worse signal. Well, if there's an apocalypse, there'll still be radio. Yes, we come in Will there, hard. though? If those towers get wiped out, will there? Sure. <laughs> on your ham radio? I'm with, yeah. Yeah, you rub, you get like a potato and put some wires in it. I'm pretty sure you got AM radio, bro. You're good to go. Put in a dish of water with the toothpicks, and then the roots start growing out. Yeah. No, but seriously, why? Why still the radio? 
Oh, uh, it helps us get interviews. Okay. It does right now, and you it's think? super cheap. But you guys have so many. At this stage of the game, you have so many. Fuck, I know. Like you have so many uh, episodes. Like you have the track record now. Yeah. Well, our guy too, Seth, works for the radio station. Yeah. Uh, so so right lo- now, it's a little. Ah, <laughs> uh, you lose radio, you lose Seth. I fucking wish. If that was the case, <laughs> I would do it now. Okay. <laughs> Seth, I hope you hear that. We found a He'll way. He'll never out. listen. We to found this a way. He's a fucking piece of shit. He'll never listen to this. Probably won't. Uh, Nobody listens him. to this, actually. Oh, good. Well, this episode <laughs> might break the fucking internet, bro. I hate to fucking do it. Dude. We might get one. We might <laughs> get one. <laughs> My mom. She'd be into you too. You're just her type. I got to keep you away from my mom. I'm pretty racially ambiguous, I'm gonna, so yeah, I'm actually a lot that. of girls' types. She likes that. Okay, well, settle down. <laughs> I'm just saying. That just, the, the imagination just starts running wild. Yeah, like yeah. this fucking handsome son of a bitch over here, dude. Fucking tell me about it. I had to God sit with damn. both of you guys. Fucking hair all flared, bro. It's stupid. He keeps doing that. In the if we had him and Craig here, we'd have the tail of two hairs. <sighs> Let's not get crazy. Ah. The tail of two hairs is right here on the front of my head. Here's the tail of two. You going bald, bro? Yeah. It's all right. I didn't want to get into that. But we'll do a whole episode. How the fuck did we get here? How did we get anywhere? That is the question, isn't it? How did we get here? Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Will you come on Hooker's Biscuit? You tell me when. I keep asking you motherfuckers. <laughs> well, do something exciting and we'll have you on, okay? <laughs> I guess I'm just not worth it. Like, whoa, I'm in the media. Dude, I want to be on the radio, fun. bro. Yeah, well, you're just shit all over AM radio for 10 <laughs> minutes, so fuck you. You'll never be on Hoosier Sophisticate as long as I live and breathe. But if I'm on the radio, I can't curse. I know. It's kind of fucked. It's kind of fricked up. Do we have to take r- song breaks yeah. and stuff? Yeah, I'm a DJ part time. I've been like. Do I just come do a segment 90s. for like ten minutes, or are you gonna like Jazz. let me come and hang out for like how long? You, are you guys hang on out the whole show. How I would actually. Sh- how long is the whole show? Two hours. Okay. Why well, you act like you don't know? Two, two hours. hours. I don't know, dude. Oh, yeah. well, I don't watch. Long. I don't watch you guys, bro. Oh, you do? Cool. Sounds fun. <laughs> you guys are just always on live and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> Who's your sophisticate live on Facebook? Mycelia Media on YouTube and uh, what's such. Uh, what time? Uh, what time? Mondays, but that could all change real soon. I thought it was Fridays. It was. We're quitting. <laughs> We're quitting AM radio. Adam talked me into it. We're done with it. All right. I'm done with it. Done? It's official? Done. Do you need is this a the announcement? co-host? <laughs> this is. I'm actually a one-man show. I mean, just. Sort of. Except when someone's sitting there. And we're probably going to get Rick a mic at some point. Oh, cool. Rick's first in line. All he did was bring everything. Kind he of. adds no value. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually thought about firing him, but yeah, I'm just like, you know, the show. <laughs> it just be us sitting Can you fire people you don't pay? On. Can you do that? Can you fire people you don't sure. pay? Sure. I fired our intern in the middle of a text conversation. Scott, our intern, you probably know because you listen to the show. Uh, but he's, we're going back and forth like, you know what we got to do for ratings? We got to get these videos together. We got to do this, and we got to get our calendar. Oh, by the way, Scott, you're fired. The next thing we got to do, <laughs> and just threw it in a series of texts, and he didn't see it for a while, so he's like, oh, wow, bro. <laughs> really? Yeah, exactly. Really? I was like, fuck, I'm kidding. <laughs> kind of. Get your fucking shit together. That was a, that was a half-ass warning. That's all you get. Pass, okay. Passive aggressive much? No. <clears throat> Never. Mm. How long is your stupid show? <laughs> <laughs> as long as we want it to be, really. Usually oh, an hour. I don't Real, know. Usually an hour, or if it's like, had to have been about 
three. It's been 51 minutes and six seconds. Oh, cool. You got a bumble date? Oh, fuck. Bumble. Sorry, Bumble's the shit because they hit you up. Oh, really? I don't know. Well, you don't date. No, I have no I, have I don't. No I mean, I'm actually, I'm, I have a girlfriend too, but I remember the app. <laughs> you know Facebook has a dating app? Not an app, just a section where you can kind of meet people. Really? Yeah. That's terrible. You're on Grindr though, right? Dude, you want to hear a funny story about Grinder <laughs> for the last nine minutes? <laughs> I got one for you. Okay, so I'm at the gas station there at, uh, what is that, the the Shrewsbury uh, Metrolink station? Sure. Right there, the Murdoch cutoff. Okay. There's that gas station. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of sketch balls running around that place all the time. This old dude coming out of the freaking woodwork. I parked my car, and he's like, hey, you got a minute? And I, uh, Yeah, I do. I have a minute for people. I, I hate that about myself. You're a kind soul. It's stupid. So I'm like, yeah, I Bless do. Blessing and a curse. If you want to live that life, bud, in my head, I'm like, if you want to live that life, you better go see what he wants. So I'm like, yeah, what do you need? And he's like, I just need some money. I just came from the Metrolink. And I'm like, ah, sorry, the guy's plastic. <laughs> the guy's plastic. Sorry. <laughs> so he's like, okay. I go in, grab my cigs and sodies try to kill myself slowly and I come back out to the car and there's this little gentleman I don't know if this is appropriate but I'm just listening dude I'm just like a little just like a little feminine gentleman you're also on Instagram that's cool right do now. whatever you gotta do um, put it all on there baby uh, so this little feminine gentleman is standing by my car kind of like <laughs> hips cocked and kind of like in a little shirt kind of like my cucky shtick you know yeah. kind of except like fully fully living it and he's like hey uh, can I talk to you you're not on Instagram bro Hey, I'm Hitcher Spiscuit. No, but you. Yeah, I'm not putting all that out there. Like pictures of my fam and stuff. I can't do it. Um, so anyway, I uh, this guy's standing by my car, and I'm like, what is this? This is going to be trouble, okay? This is going to be a whole lot of trouble right here. Uh, well, yeah, what do you need? He's like, can I borrow your phone for a second? And I'm like, sure. You can borrow my phone. He's like, okay, let me hold it. I can't let you hold my phone, guy. Like, he was little, younger. Like, I thought he could outrun me. I'm like, no way. No <laughs> way. I'm, fa- I'm fast. Yeah. No way. You'll get away from me. So he's like, okay, uh, uh, you can put it on speaker and then dial this number, and uh, you can hold it. And I'm like, that's a great idea. We'll do that. Dial the number he wants me to. Starts ringing. Guy picks up. Hello? Hey, this is Jay from... A grinder. <laughs> You're I, an accomplice. I'm supposed to be up at. I'm supposed to be meeting you at the Metrolink right now. Where yet? <laughs> okay, whatever. So me being me, I'm standing there, and he gets off the phone. I'm like, so grinder, huh? <laughs> 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 All right, my man. You know, like, <laughs> my man. All right, dude. And he's like, uh, you. Oh, you gay? <laughs> and I'm like, no, yeah, whatever. It's cool. He's like. Oh, you, you're bi? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And he's like, you're not? <laughs> like, he's as, as offended as he's ever been. Like, are you serious? Wasting so, his fucking time, So bro. deeply that well, I was you're like. you're so high. He just wanted shit, it. exactly. I get that a lot. I'm big in, like, the 40-year-old married dude community. It's rough. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the Gloria videos did that. So he, now he wants to call him again. He's like, can I call him one more time before I go? Okay, man, you can call him one more time. I'm invested now. Let's, <laughs> this see, what you got. Let's see what you got. Call back the number. I'm holding the phone up. And this time it goes to voicemail. It rings, goes to voicemail. and Sounds like my drywall guy. <laughs> you'll never hear from him. It might be the same guy. So the answering machine, yeah, hello, this is so-and-so. Leave a message at the beep. The so-and-so, 
is someone I know. Shut up. I about I grab my phone and I'm like, did I call? It's someone I wouldn't necessarily have their number, maybe have their number in there from a contact thing. Well, you guys can't be that great of friends because he doesn't have your number, obviously. Exactly. It, well, exactly. But I thought maybe like a business card type maybe, thing. Maybe, you know, but you know the fella. But when I heard the name and the voice, I about shit my pants. So I'm like, oh, Jay from Grinder and this dude. So this guy. Up, and they didn't call me. So did you just not know this guy was gay? No, he's got like a family and stuff. <sighs> he's got a whole whole deal. Apparently going that's on. pretty common. I know. You hear it from gay guys all the time. The Gloria videos. Uh, I I got to beat him off with a stick. I do those I'm are like, the most epic videos. I'm like, hey man, I'm straight. I love my wife's boobs and vagina. I'll go out and just straight up say. Sometimes that. you like short shorts, bro. What's the problem? Exactly. But you see and a taut cut bod, off. a 35 year old with a taut bod. You assume I'm not mad at him, but they're like, yeah, a lot of guys say that because I'm like, no, I'm straight. They're like, yeah, sure, you are. <laughs> you know, yeah. They all give me that. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. One day, yeah. dude. Did it change your life when the Blues won? It did. A little bit, just in the fact that now every year I won't wake up and go, this is our year. <laughs> That's what I used to do. My wife hates me. I'd be like, honey, I'd wake up first day You'll still do it, bro. This is our fucking year. And she'd go, I fucking hate you. And I'd be like, this is what I do. That's just what well, I do. Well, you are right this yeah. year. I, thank you. <laughs> you're fucking thank right. Thank you, honey. Yeah. I, was, I got to see it. With, I got to go to game six, and I got to see game seven with my son, and my dad. And that's, my dad's the biggest Blues fan of all time. That's dope. And to, so to see it with him was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Dude. dude, there's a bar not too far from where I live. I think maybe it's called The Hive. I don't know. But apparently, like, the head coach from the Blues goes to there all the fucking really? time. Yeah. Well, he was there after they won. Took the cup in there and shit. I'm getting a tattoo. Nice. It's like one of the, I think it's, like, one of the best dive bars in St. Louis, actually. I'll, I might end up divorced over it, but I'm going to get a tattoo of uh, Craig Berube on my ass. On my ass cheek. Are you? I'm on the like, other ass cheek? Or are you going to get him next to the nah, the current? He deserves his own cheek. <laughs> are you really? Him in, in like the 70s when he was a player with a mullet. Shut up. You're going to give fucking Brett Hall one. But I'm going to get it drawn like a child would draw it. <laughs> no, you're not. Shut up. I really will get a good one, though. You are or you will? I, I am going to. Where are you going? A tattoo place. <laughs> Someone who does awesome portraits. <laughs> cool. That's what I got. That's why I got. I just got to make sure he does good portraits uh, because I don't want my Craig Berube on. Uh, so you haven't gotten somebody yet? I know a guy. Well, there's a guy at Tower Classic. Oh, okay. That I was looking at, but if you know a guy, I'm all. Ears. I know a guy. He's fucking great at portraits. Okay. He's fucking awesome. Cool. Yeah, I'll connect you with him. Let's do it. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> all right, I got. I have the tattoo. <laughs> It's not. No, that barely hurt. All right, bro. Let's wrap you. this up. So, again, tell the folks, how can they check you out? How, what day is the show on? Stephen George, Michael Elgin, Hoosier Sophisticate, Mycelial Media on YouTube. That's, that's the best way. We're going to be changing times. We just want to start producing as much content as we can. We want to reach out to content creators like you and form an awesome network of people just sharing each other's shit because that's the name of the game now. If you want to get your message out there, like. Don't like shit. Love it. Wow. Angry. Whatever. Just get a fucking reaction. Start conversations. Start little communities. Yeah, it's, man. it's fucking awesome because, you know, we're all turning each other on. It's fucking awesome. Right on.
Love you, buddy. All right, buddy. Love you, too. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you had a good time. I know I did. If you are getting value out of the podcast, do me a solid. Just leave us you know, leave us an honest rating and review. Five stars. <clears throat> Just let us know what you think, what you're enjoying. You know, go over to Apple Podcasts if you're listening there and, you know, and uh, and leave that, that rating and review. If you're listening on another platform, do whatever you can over there. Like, subscribe, comment, whatever the case may be. Also, head over to YouTube. We have been improving this thing. If you like to watch on YouTube, we got some amazing videos up there. Couldn't be more excited about my partnership with Convergence MG. So big thank you to Convergence Media Group. Uh, those are some amazing human beings. They specialize in helping brands build their their internet presence. They help with brand awareness. They help with strategy and content creation. And man, we've been taking some things to the next level. So super excited to be partnered with them. Um, as always, thanks Jumbo Superfoods and. Uh, yeah guys that is all i have we got some good shit coming up for you stay tuned i will uh i'll catch you guys next time bye